Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid. And I'm Alexis. And we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you. But what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the In Between Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Astrid. And the other half, Alexis. And today is a new month. We're starting a new theme, and we are talking all about creating your dream life outside of your nine-to-five. I am so excited for this new series. I am too. I feel like last month we really deep dive into career, career development, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're wanting to pivot in your nine to five. And I'm excited that this topic is like, okay, we've talked about all of our ambitions as career women or entrepreneurs. Now let's like, how do we find joy outside of that? Because I think, I think when you are ambitious or driven, or sometimes you're just like focused on, you know, doing a good job, maybe you're in the grind, you're like trying to earn income you can sometimes get really fixated on your career growth and you're not necessarily looking at like, okay, how do I want to grow my personal life outside of work? Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about this topic. I'm pumped. I also feel like on my end where because I love what I do so much, it's like I get that satisfaction that maybe people would get out of hobbies. Like to me, business is a hobby. I could happily play a game where you're like, okay, you've got this product and you've got this thing. Now, what would the business be? <laughs> and then like <laughs> play that. I literally play out with my nieces and nephews or with my nephews. Um, and so it can be hard for me to sometimes mm. create that separation and be like, okay, just because I love what I do and that brings me so much joy and excitement doesn't mean that we don't need to like put a stop on that and then go work and build other hobbies and other things that aren't quote unquote productive, but they are very productive in like my mental health and building relationships and just overall having a fulfilling life. And so, yeah, I've been really working on that since I went full time and it's been a process, but also really fun to create. Yeah, I'm excited to dig in. So today we're going to be talking about how to build and cultivate hobbies and exploring interests. So um, then we'll be talking about uh, how to romanticize your life and then different routines outside of work. So social routines, morning and evening routines, movement routines, like just all of the rhythms that help us kind of weave the threads between our personal life and our professional life. So today we're going to be going really deep into hobbies and like exploring interests. And I'm excited because I think there's something about spending time with yourself long enough to know what kind of hobby you want to create. And I think that requires like a level of curiosity, a level of inner child, like you're kind of tapping into what can I do just for fun? Like what, what's going to bring me joy outside of, you know, work or outside of these like very rigid routines sometimes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to going into that. But first, let's do a little life update. I feel like you've been kind of settled back in from such a whirlwind of travel. I just got back from New York. You go first. (laughs) What's up? What's up in your world? (laughs) Um, Yeah, not as much movement as it has been the past three months, but it's been really great to be home. I feel like I'm in my, like the first two to three months were very much an idea 
um, in a creation type of stage. And now I'm, I'm in my execution stage. And so there's a lot of things in my business that I'm executing, that I'm creating, that I'm pivoting and even in my own personal life. And so I, there hasn't been as much externally that I've done. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of things I'm not, I can't share yet just yet. So oh, I'm on. just leaving it like, come on. <laughs> we hate people like you. I oh, have this is that really right? exciting thing, but I can't tell you about it. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> no, we, respect, um, we respect the space. We respect the boundaries. Thank you. Thank you. No, but yeah, it's, it's been really good. And, um, this past weekend I double dated with our friend, um, Riley and Becca. So if they're listening, shout out to them. It was so fun, very chill. And I think a lot of times when you have friends that happen because of business, you can get kind of sucked into that world of, okay, I see you when we do business and we catch up and we text all the time, but making that intentional time, to hang out can be hard. And so, yeah, so it was really great. Um, I think that kind of aligns with our topic today, actually, of, okay, outside of all of our businesses, because most of us are entrepreneurs, um, let's just hang out as friends and actually do things together. So that was very life-giving and probably the highlight of my weekend. Oh, yay. I love that. Yeah. Um, Riley inspires me so much, like just being around his energy Yes. Like, I don't even know if he realizes that, but I also know that he's listening because he does <laughs> our video work for the pod. So I love you. And yeah, I think being around him is like being a magnet. And I think mm-hmm. he like, he invites you with his energy, not even verbally. Like he just invites you to be thinking bigger and like executing on your ideas. And yeah, I just, I love him. Um, okay. What did I, oh, so we went to New York. Yes. Tell um, us everything. Yeah. It was so much fun. We went to celebrate Matthew and I's 30th birthday. He turned 30 like mid-March and I turned 30 at the end of April. And I mean, everyone that listens to the pod knows I'm going, that you and I and my other two girlfriends, Kate and Jess, are going to Paris to celebrate, like not just me turning 30, but I just like wanted feminine energy and like a girl's trip to celebrate. So I'm so excited. But Matthew and I also wanted to do something. And we were like trying to narrow down where we wanted to go. Um, But yeah, we landed on New York and he'd never been, which blows my mind because he's very well-traveled, but just Mm -hmm. like never has gone to New York. So we went, we had so much fun. We shopped, we ate, we got to see some friends while we were there. Um, Not as many as like I would have liked, but also it's like I wanted time with him. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But we walked everywhere. So I saw that. If you're familiar with like with Manhattan – we stayed in Soho. We walked from Soho down to Battery Park, which is like the tip of Manhattan because he's like, I want to lay eyes on the Statue of Liberty. I was like, mm. done. So <laughs> and then the next day we walked from Soho all the way up to Central Park, um, which was like 50 blocks or something yes. like that. It was insane. Almost every single day I was like, I was in between 19,000 and 20,000 steps for the day. And I didn't, we, we like brought workout clothes and everything. We're like, oh, we're going to work out. We're like, oh, we're going to go on a run. No, we just walked everywhere. Yeah. And we were sore. Like we were like achy. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, even just getting 10K a day is like a lot. I agree. For people that do it every day. So I can't imagine 20. <laughs> Girl, I'm not even putting like my health app on my iPhone. 
Um, it, you can just see it go boop, like back down to like under a thousand some days. And Matthew's like, well, that's whenever you're at the house and like, you're not always carrying your phone. So you're not always getting like all of your steps. And I was like, yeah, but still like, I, I would <laughs> okay, love make to, that 2000, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, 1500 or something. Um, no, we had so much fun. It was really good to like see him experience the city. And like, we just are always exploring different versions of our life. And I kind of talked about this on the pod whenever I was in Europe. I think I like cried about it. I was like, I just have all these versions of me and one version of me lives in, you know, Portugal. And <laughs> Matthew and I were like, yeah, there's definitely a version of us that lives in Manhattan. I love that and that's something that you both agree on. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. We both talked about like alternate realities and alternate versions of ourselves and like listing out where we could see ourselves. And I love that we do that because I think it helps us realize that we are never stuck mm. and like we never have to just stay where we are because that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Like we're always curious about being in an environment or pushing ourselves or challenging ourselves with skills or new cities. And I really love that like he and I are on the same page in that. So shout out to him. Love you, Matt. Yes. Shout out to Matthew. <laughs> what, what would you say Absolutely. is like the highlight of your trip? Ooh. Mm. Highlight of our trip. I think it was literally just like holding hands and walking through the city and just talking. Like we talked oh about God. everything. We like made comments on what we saw or like he, Matthew's a finance guy, super into like stocks and day trading and all that. So oh. he's like, I want to go see the New York Stock Exchange building. I was like, done. Sure. Never been. Loved it. Um, and I also think like I've been to New York a decent amount and I still got to experience new things. Like I still got to yeah. see parts and things I'd never done before. And that was just so much fun. So yeah, just like holding hands, walking and talking around the city was was definitely like probably the highlight of the trip. That and my <laughs> trip to Eritrea. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Every time. I can do that anywhere. But no, it like felt different because we were like shopping together and like he was trying on clothes and I was trying on clothes and like we were hyping each other. There's like, I love like the hype when you come out of the dressing room. Yes. Or you're like with a girlfriend or you're with your partner and they're like, you're like engaged. You're like locked in. Yeah. And they're like, you look amazing. Or they're like, mm, I don't know, try a different top. Like, I like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a collaborative experience when I'm shopping. And so we definitely gave that to each other on this trip. That's so fun. Your tan outfits together. I was like, I want to teletransport myself there and do a mini shoot of both of you. Girl, me too. I wish oh. that you could have been there. Like I I used the app Lens Buddy. I yes. actually have like – we did like a whole shoot. So I just like – I had to tease one photo, but that's not even the best photo from that shoot. And But by the end of it, he was like, okay, and I'm I'm – I think that that's, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just done like the Brooklyn Bridge. So we we're doing like photographs on the bridge. And then we were doing like our couple shoot on, you know, in the street on like self-timer. Yeah. And so then he like set a boundary. He was like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm done with photos for this portion of the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also hard whenever you're shooting it yourself because it does take longer because you're like, I hope that I'm like getting it. You don't have someone being like, oh, just turn a little bit more this way. Perfect. Okay, right there. Just go for it. Like, right. Yeah. So, yeah. but I loved it. And I just want to say, like, I love seeing how in love 
you are with your husband. I think it's so beautiful. I know just as being like your best friend, a small glimpse of like the work that it's taken to get your relationship there. Because for anyone listening, you guys have been together for nine years, right? This May will be nine years, yeah. Yeah, and I think like having – like you guys have the energy of like we just started dating six months ago type of thing. And I love it. I just adore seeing you glow. And he glows too when you post selfies. Like you little grins and smile just make my day. <laughs> and I just I just love that so much. And I think that as your best friend and as any friend, you always want your people to be in healthy, amazing relationships. And I think it would really break my heart if you were in a relationship or in a marriage that you were not being treated the way that you deserve. And I just Mm -hmm. absolutely love Matthew, love you. And you guys are such a great example for all of us. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I think like, you know, there were people early on in our relationship that like didn't support us. And there are like so many roadblocks to us getting to where we are now. And I like, sometimes we'll talk about it. Like, what if we, what if we like let that end it? You know, we couldn't have experienced like this kind of joy together and like this kind of growth and this kind of like maturity, like there's maturity in a relationship too. And I really appreciate you like noticing that and celebrating that because, you know, not everyone gets that. And so I just, I really appreciate you. And I love you. I love you. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. What are you in between right now? Okay. I am in between creating and executing. I think like mm-hmm. the dreaming stage and the execution stage and transitioning for, from that um, can be really hard because it's almost like I ride this high of creativity and I have all these ideas and I want to execute on all of them at once. And one thing that I'm realizing is like, yes, and I don't want to fall into scarcity mindset of like, if I don't get to it first and like, you know, like it's not somebody else will get to it because that's just how it happens with all ideas. And I just had to like take a mental step back this weekend and just be like, okay, I would rather do things slower and excellent than just push all of this out at once and like burn my team out, burn anybody else out, like just nice and slow and steady like we've done it. And there is a time to go fast, but I just don't think – I think right now it's just – it's just I really want to max out on my quality. Like I want to mm. get so – I want to be like the the one hotel in South Beach of the photographers. Like five like out of five, like where you feel like you're getting this luxurious experience. And um, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I'm in like that fine-tuning stage. And so – Taking a step back from all the ideas, choosing the ones I want to execute on, executing well on those, and then I'll pick back up on the other ones later. So, yeah, wow. You have, I mean, I would say arguably you have like the best work ethic of anyone that I've ever met. And so it's, it's really cool to see you step into this level of leadership where you are like leading your company. And that also looks like things sometimes being put on pause. Or like in corporate land, we like to call that the parking lot. Mm -hmm. You put it in the parking lot until you can take it out. (laughs) And we can't execute on everything all at one time. Like it's the beginning of Q2. So we're setting like all of our leaderships at Circle are like, okay, this is our Q2 plan. Mm -hmm. And we're executing on like the H1 plan the first half of the year. But like Mm -hmm. here we're drilling in now just for Q2. 
And it's cool to see you like take that same approach with your business of like, and you're building your own pace too. And I Mm -hmm. think that's something that like takes time, but yeah, I'm excited to see what you create and, and execute on this quarter. And it takes a lot of wisdom to like discern what to focus on and that urgency that you feel of like almost a little bit of like idea FOMO or like execution yes. FOMO. Yes, yes, yes. Of like, I see other people doing it and I want to be doing it. Or I see the vision for it. No one's doing it. I need yes. to do it now. That's where I'm before at. Before <laughs> anybody else does it. Yeah, whatever it is, like I totally get that. Yeah, but I think like, you know, taking a step back and be like, okay, why am I doing things anyway? And I want to build something that's sustainable and it's long-term and – Oh, yeah, it's just I, I could see a little bit of like how I could be burning out my team if I continue down this path. And just because I think it's also recognizing I like to work a lot <laughs> and I can also get a lot of things done in a very short period of time because I'm so crazy about like efficiency and time blocking. And I actually learned this about myself in, in corporate. It's like, OK, sometimes people just don't work that way and they need more time and they need take things a little slower. So I can't expect we just, we're just all different. So it's a great season of learning, of executing. Um, but I'm just grateful to not feel stuck anymore because I felt really stuck in the winter time with Mm -hmm. my ideas. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of enjoying the, the craziness that the season Mm -hmm. brings. What are you in between? The hustle and bustle of being a business owner. Um, (laughs) I, I am in between I feel really unmotivated right now. And I like, this is my birthday month. I'm turning 30 at the end of this month. The book progress has stalled. I ran the 10 K checked that off the list. Like I'm feeling a little, yeah, I feel like, I don't know if blocked is the right word or unmotivated or Maybe I've like lost sight of the vision or maybe I don't care about the vision. Mm. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm feeling a little like disconnected. That's actually, that's probably the word that I, that I feel the most. I feel a little disconnected from the vision and I need to realign myself with what that is. And like, if I still want that completely, like I'm still Mm. writing the book. So, you know, I'm still writing the book, but I think that when we feel stuck, or we feel blocked or unmotivated, I do think that that usually is a root of not having clarity. And I do feel like I have lost a little bit of like clarity on some of the things I'm working towards. So yeah, I'm in between like figuring out what I want to do with that. I also think I'm tired. Yeah. I think I'm a little burnt out on like my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. honestly, Um, (laughs) which sounds so like weird. Like, I think I'm, I, between like the habits and maintaining relationships and trying to do a really good job at my nine to five and like being a coach and having the side hustle and like trying to, um, trying to maintain different things. I just, yeah, I I think I'm a little just tired. I don't know if I need to go back to like my systems or my, um, you know, like progress and look at what I've done and celebrate that. So yeah, I know it's not necessarily like a unique feeling. I think we all navigate like moments or seasons of feeling unmotivated or stuck, but definitely in it. And I'm trying this week to like get myself on the upward slope because 
I don't want, I was literally just talking to like my gym bestie, Millie, about this this morning at the gym. I was like, I don't want to enter into like my 30s this month feeling like so disconnected from my goals and disconnected from my vision. Like I want to spend this week kind of almost as like an internal reset. And I think there are like decisions that I'm avoiding making. And yeah, all of that to say, that's what I'm in between right now is like nothing heavy, Mm -hmm. just kind of that like low level vibration. Like my vibration's not Mm -hmm. like filled. And I think in the past I used to use travel as a way to fill my battery. And I think as I've gotten like deeper into my healing journey, like travels genuinely just for like a beautiful experience, but it Mm. doesn't actually fill my battery anymore because like my systems, my habits, like my lifestyle is what helps fill my battery. Right. Yeah. And I like that because it feels more sustainable. I don't want to have to like escape from my life to go on vacation to feel full again, even though like, yes, travel is very fulfilling, but yeah, I'm feeling like, okay, well, New York didn't fix it. And that whole month of travel didn't fix it. So I'm like, okay, I need to like go a little bit deeper and figure out kind of what's going on mentally. But yeah, I mean, nothing, again, like nothing bad, just, okay, why does, why do I keep circling back to mm-hmm. this and like what needs to be solved? What answers feel the most urgent that I, or sorry, what questions feel the most urgent that like I need to come up with answers for? For sure. Yeah. I think like, as you were speaking, it was taking me back to like December and January in my life where I felt so disconnected. And it was like that new year energy where everyone's like so pumped, so excited. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to like sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. And even I'm the tired. days that I did rest, it was just like, I just felt so disconnected. And in those moments, you know, we all go through it in different periods, but like you said, it's asking the right questions. Sometimes you don't know what the right question is until you ask a million wrong ones. And then you finally get to that right one where it like sparks something. And it's like this self-discovery phase that I think, um, which is one of the main reasons I love the podcast. It's like normalizing the ups and downs because in, in a sense where I'm at now, it's almost like I want to write it so high because I know that lo- like the down is coming soon and I'm like, I'm going to have no energy. And I'm gonna have to, But it's like a rediscovery phase where you're like, okay, yeah. like that's what I wanted in last phase. What do I want in this stage? And in a sense, it leads into our topic today too of like asking questions. What do you want your life to look like? Like what is it that is draining your energy now? What is giving you the most amount of energy? Where do you, what do you crave? What do you naturally gravitate towards? And it's just an ever evolving, um, I guess, journey of creating your life where you try a habit, you try a thing and you're like, oh, that's for me or that's not for me. Let me just pivot the way that I execute this. Right. Yeah. No, I I feel that it's a great like pivot into today's topic. And I, I think it's, like trying to navigate so much vision and purpose in my career and then trying to like interweave that in my personal life and like making it all mean something too. Like, I know that maybe it's just because I'm turning 30, but I'm feeling very like, okay, what does my life mean? And have I spent the last decade, like, am I proud you know, and like looking at, I feel like I'm in a very reflective state right now. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I want to like lean into that. Cause I think that that's, if that's where my mind 
and my intuition is like continuing to lead me. I want to like investigate that. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't have time for that. Mm. I'm in this now. I got to keep like moving forward and I got to keep producing and I got to keep like doing all the things I said I was going to do. And that's like where I'm in between. I'm in between yeah. like I desire a deep pause right now. And I also feel like I need to push through that and like continue to to work on the things I said I was going to do. It's also like, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel this. Accomplishments are addictive. Yeah. Like the dopamine hit that you get from accomplishing things, from getting the goals done, the habits done, like the everyday thing. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard, for example, let your body rest or to just like sit outside. You're like thinking of all the things that you could be accomplishing. And I think that's a very hard part about being a goal-oriented person is learning the art of resting, of exploring, of just being. And that can like ebb and flowing from both of those can be very exhausting and very hard to do. Yeah. I also think like, yes, the accomplishments, but it's also the external praise and validation and celebration from others. That's also very addicting. And like, Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, you think I'm like killing it? I'm crushing it? Oh, like you think I'm doing so good? And internally I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Not me nap. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about finding joy and fulfillment outside of work. I feel like this is like the perfect segue for you when it comes to like hobbies and interests. What, when did you, this is kind of a reflective question, like when in your twenties specifically, did you feel the like tension of like, I need more hobbies and interests outside of work? COVID. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people will relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think COVID was a very interesting time for me because it was also when I was experiencing the most amount of trauma in my life. And so it brought a lot of like all these things that I focused on, all these accomplishments and career and everything mean absolutely nothing right now. Like all Mm -hmm. I want is to feel peace. All I want is myself back. And so I had that side pulling me in while at the same time the world is shutting down. I'm in my house and I'm like, okay, now I'm starting over by myself. Like I'm, so it was just like this like point of zero. (laughs) Like I, I felt like a um, maybe what like Adam and Eve felt like at the beginning of the world, right. Of just like being plopped into like this random, just by yourself. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I took like, um, some virtual cooking classes. I was doing different types of workouts when I used to be only like a lift at the gym kind of girl. And then I was like walking and reading and just really leaning into those hobbies because, well, a, I knew my mental health needed it, but B it was, Truly, that's where my self-discovery journey started. It was, okay, like now it's me by myself. Who am I? What do I even like? Like, do I like this? Do I not? Have I just been doing certain things just because like that's what I grew up around and that's that? So I think that, yeah, in a sense, like a, a byproduct of therapy has been I've learned to ask myself a lot of questions, even in those like very playful scenarios of How do I want to, what do I want to do today? And what brings me life and what brings me joy and what do I need? Mm, What about you? I'm trying to reflect. I think that my side hustles were in their own way. Like, especially whenever I was living in Nashville, early twenties, 
was developing like my career in tech at the time. And because I was in Nashville, such a creative, like small business entrepreneurial environment, it was very easy to like have a side hustle as a content creator or as a fashion blogger or like as a um, at the, at, you know, travel blogger slash doing like UGC really before I even knew what that was. Yeah. And like, it was fun. Like me and Jess would go and we would like partner with a hotel and they would give us everything for free, no cash. Like we weren't paid for anything, but we would like go take photos and like hang out in the pool and like do these cool experiences. And like, that was a massive creative hobby that in my mind wasn't a business. It was genuinely a hobby. And I love that. Like I call it a side hustle because it was taking time. It was taking time to like build and develop, mm-hmm. but I, I loved it. So I, I think that was like the first origin of me having hobbies outside of work was like being really creative and leaning into something that felt kind of undiscovered at the time back in like 2016. Um, but now I would say like, I have really strong boundaries between, especially like working a, a day job on top of like running a business. I have very like strong boundaries with my day job and my, even my business deeper life. So I I feel like I have done a better job in cultivating habits, but it still feels like, I don't know, sometimes like hobbies can feel like another thing. Yes. So like how have you, how have you looked at hobbies as not like a checkbox? Because sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I need to like, I joined this like gardening club. I got, I, I did it on a whim and now I got to actually like go, you know, yeah. it's like, like, or, you know, there's like popular, like walking, like female walking communities like yes um oh city city girls who walk yes and there's like a houston account and i've i really like followed the account but i'm like i like to walk but i still haven't gone (laughs) (laughs) i like to walk so like how do you how do you shift into like the idea of building a hobby and trying something new into actually like committing and doing it I think that is such a great question. <laughs> I've yet to find the answer. I don't have the answer for that. Don't ask me. Yeah. I think what's hard for me is that my business and my work ebbs and flows so much. So it's not like, okay, yeah, I can commit to this and I can um, show up every Wednesday and like go to pottery class. I've been wanting to take pottery classes for a while now, like just for fun. And um, I just – I can, but I can't like, I'll be traveling one week and then the next week, maybe I have a shoot. Cause that's when it works for my couples. Like it's just like, so, um, ebbs and flows. And at the same time, I love what I do. And it takes so much energy out of me to do a shoot and to do certain things. And so, like you said, it can feel exhausting to have to have to go to another social thing when I've spent the day, like socializing and leading and creating and driving. And it's just like, Okay. So I feel like that can be really hard. I think for me, I've just really simplified it to the things that bring me joy and like paying attention to the things that I feel like fill my cup up a lot. And so while it might not perhaps qualify as a full-on hobby, like being going to pottery class or going to tennis or anything like that, it's more lean making time and leaning into those things that refresh me all over again, aside from work and aside from productivity. And so for me, um, it's spending a lot of time in nature and walking in nature. So if I'm traveling, like how can I step outside? How can I go on a hike? How can I 
walk around the city and just not look at social media, just like play some great music and just really romanticize my life for that time and just get lost in that and have quality time with myself and ask myself questions or even um, going out to a picnic. I, I do this a lot in the summertime is after a long work day, I'll go to the lake and I'll just take a blanket and I'll just either read a book or journal or go through questions and really spend some quality time with myself. Mm. Um, which as I'm speaking that, that's really how I love to spend quality time with my people is like asking questions. Like let's have some quality conversations. Let's just be like, yeah. this is like, or sometimes I just get so tired of doing so much. I just want to be. Absolutely. So that's more like my, where my hobbies quote unquote are landing right now is more on the being and resting and um, spending time in nature than anything else. Yeah. I love that. Last Monday, actually, um, Matthew and I were supposed to go on a double date and, uh, they needed to cancel last minute and we were like, okay, no worries. But in our heads, like I had worked from home all day. I was like feeling very stationary. You know, I was under my 1000 steps for the day. Okay. (laughs) I was like, um, let's still go do something. Like I need to get out of the house. And I had planned in my mind, like, oh, that was going to be my excursion for the day. It was this double mm-hmm. day. So we went excursion. to the park. <laughs> excursion for the day. There is our excursion waiting for us at that table. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, like I'm on a cruise ship. Like here's your excursion <laughs> for the day. Um, but we ended up going to, um, we had like credit for Sweetgreet, or sorry, credit for DoorDash. Mm. So we like, ordered DoorDash through, um, or Sweetgreen through DoorDash, but like went and picked it up. And then we brought a picnic blanket and Piper and a tennis ball. And like, we just played at the park. And that was probably a highlight of my week last week was just getting out of the house, doing something with Piper, seeing her so happy. And like, you know, she, she got her exercise in for the day. We ate these like amazing massive salads the, the focaccia bread. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but like the focaccia. focaccia. Mm-hmm. Yes, that. <laughs> green is seriously like untouchable. It's like rosemary. I, yum, yum, yum. Uh, I, I, I feel like a lot of my hobbies are, are around food. Like <laughs> same, retweet. <laughs> Come eat with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I love like getting food and going and, you know, going to the park or something. And something that I have tried to tap into, and it is a hobby. And I think this is like an important caveat and I'm curious to see what you think. And then I'll share like what the hobby is. Um, Frequency. When people think like, oh, my hobby, like I play tennis or I like, I read. Sometimes we hear like, oh, that's a hobby. That means they do it all the time. And I think like we need to redefine what hobbies are. Hobbies are things that we do that bring us joy when we can do them. Mm -hmm. Not I do them, you know, every day, weekly. Like sometimes, yes, but like sometimes we need to lower the bar for what a hobby is. And like for me, that's hosting parties or like having having people over. That's something that I might do once or twice a quarter. Yeah. But that's still a hobby. Planning the meals, planning the tablescape, like the flowers, the experience, what music am I going to play? Like mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. But it's not something I do, you know, every month, but it's still a hobby. So like for you, what do you think about like the frequency thing? Because I think that sometimes we have these like standards that we feel like we're supposed to mit- 
supposed to hit, which then ends up turning it into like a to-do and not something that like I get to be in this. Yes, for sure. I think if someone were to ask me right now, like, what is your hobby? And my standard would be something that I do every week. I'd be like, um, I work. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and I like to, I like to work out. I like to live. Like, like that's something that really brings me joy and I don't want to miss. And I love seeing like strength and all that stuff. But besides that, I tend to fall more in either monthly things or quarterly things. I do think that you can't qualify something as a hobby if it's only like once a year though. Mm, I feel like that's just an activity. I think there's a difference (laughs) between like having activities that you enjoy. Hobbies is like there needs to be some kind of frequency, whether it's weekly or quarterly for it to be a hobby in your life. That's a good but point. Don't quote yeah. me on that. <laughs> and I wonder, like, this is a very important scientific <laughs> discussion backed by data, okay? Um, sponsored by us. <laughs> sponsored by you and I. Um, the thing that's interesting there is, like, then that's a habit. So I wonder if it's, like, habit, hobby, <laughs> and then, like, activity, <laughs> random thing that you do, you know, like, once or, once or twice a year. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a hobby. Whereas, like, a habit, like... My habits I do daily or at least five to six times a week. Right. But that's not really a hobby. I don't know. I feel like maybe a habit – I don't know. Do you always enjoy – I enjoy my habits and I enjoy my hobbies. <laughs> Someone tell us what the answer We're having a crisis. <laughs> so is this a podcast on habits or hobbits? <laughs> hobbits. <laughs> habits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm dead. Okay. But do you know what I'm saying around frequency? Like, yes. <laughs> for whatever, for you listening, whatever your hobby is, like how frequent do you want it to be? So if you're like, I I like to read, I want to read, but I don't read that much. Okay. Mm. And like, you want that to be a hobby. Like book talk over the last two years has absolutely blown up. Mm-hmm. And people are like loving reading as a hobby. And I feel like it's like becoming even more mainstream. I mean, we've always yeah. been reading. But like, it's something that people are building entire communities around. Yeah. And or like okay, gardening too. Yeah, you can do that all year round. Pottery. Like I used to make, I like for a brief moment, um, liked making candles, you mm-hmm. know? And so well, that was a quarantine thing. I also oh. bought cross stitch during quarantine. Never opened the box. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I used to do calligraphy. Did you? Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed actually, it. That, that I can see that. Do you ever <laughs> like used to have a hobby that is dead? Yes, I <laughs> used us. to um, do a lot. How do you say that in English? It's like charcoal drawings and paintings. I used to do that all the time. Oh wow! That's I really loved cool. it. I love things that I can get like my hands really messy and like create with it because sometimes mm. it's like I don't know. I have too many like clean lines in my life. <laughs> so Ooh, I okay. love, I love just like, like, that's why I think I crave pottery is I want to yeah. just get my hands dirty and create something. So, mm-hmm. um, that's something that is in my like short term goals for this year is I really want to get back into drawing or painting or like some kind of charcoal experience. <laughs> um, whether it's, I think I'm just waiting to go and buy the paint and do the canvas, but honestly, I can just do that in small doses here. Ooh. And I think like also sharing on this podcast, I'm I'm not sharing from a I have all these amazing hobbies and things that I do that you should do too. It's more from 
I'm right there with you that I need to create a little bit more of balance in my life between work and, um, uh, hobbies. I want to say mm-hmm. hobbits. hobbits. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can call them whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think what I tend to do, and maybe some of our listeners will relate to this is I'll have a long work day and then I just want to doom scroll or veg out and watch something that I don't have to think. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's about how can we find other activities that we really love that we also can be mindless and just get lost in it. And we don't have to think about it so much, like maybe a goal or something that is more of a habit in our life. Mm-hmm. And it can bring that same level of fulfillment without just like vegging out all the time. So I'm yeah. working on that. I don't have the answer for it, but I think that's something that I definitely want to work on like this month is like, what are some of those things I can do mindlessly that are more life-giving? Yeah. And that, that feel like a level of intentionality to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes hobbies are the first thing that, that get cut from our schedule. Like, Oh, my, my energy is really low or I've had a really crazy week. And like, I don't want to make time for that. But as you were talking, it kind of made me realize like the, the default, doom scroll is something that like in a way it's not really helping us feel alive we actually want to like turn our brain off and like not feel anything for a little bit like we're numbing out and i think that there's something about habits sorry frick (laughs) (laughs) i was doing so well um there's something about hobbies that i think like (laughs) bring us to life like yes hobbies Hobbies breathe life into the cracks of our daily like life. Yeah. And I feel like that's where instead of like leaning towards things that numb you out, how can you lean to things that like really bring you joy, whether that's like coloring. One of my hobbies that I don't do anymore but used to do a lot in high school was I used to fish. And oh, it kind of nice. made me <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I don't know. I just feel like that's so funny. You're like, oh, <laughs> wow. I know. I I forgot about that, but I knew that because you have yeah, had yeah, to use yeah. a fish. Yeah. I'm a fisher of women. Um, <laughs> but is that a fisher of men? I don't know. It's the end of the day. But what I was gonna say is that I resonate with what you said about like the physicality of a hobby, mm-hmm. and that like not having a hobby that's digital. Because like so much of our life is digital and like working remote, working on the computer, on my phone. So like fishing was like, it's just me and and nature and like, you know, the taking, putting the bait on the hook, taking the fish off the hook. Like that was such a fun experience. And like, I would go out and fish for hours. Yeah. Therapeutic. Like even just being in nature, that's so good for you to be there for that long. And I think too... I remember when I was in therapy and going through that experience, she was telling me about the importance of us tapping into our inner child and letting ourselves play. And she's like, Astrid, you are so focused on doing the right thing and tell me what's the next thing I need to do in the next book. She's like, I'm not giving you a book this coming week. I need I need you. Like your homework is to find things to play and do and, and just, mm-hmm. just be. Like who are you when you're not 
doing? And that was like such a beautiful question for her to bring up and that, you know, I challenge everyone that's listening to this to explore. And I need to re-explore that again, actually, of, okay, when we strip away our jobs and we strip away our careers and everything, what do you enjoy? What do you love? Like, let's say someone's like, okay, you don't have to work a single day anymore and um, you're just going to be like suddenly Mm – the economy is just not a thing anymore. What would that day look like? Like, what would you gen- like genuinely gravitate towards? And there's so much of, um, especially, you know, as you become an adult that you struggle with mental health, we go through really hard things and being able to cultivate some of these playful aspects of ourselves that we can still tap into that. There's a healing aspect where we're able to just disconnect in that sense rather than just like vegging out and um, being also like a better example to, you know, if people, if, if we, you do have kids that sometimes kids grow up just seeing their parents cope in that way of, you know, TV and scrolling. And like, if I had a child right now, that's what they would see of of me and I wouldn't want that. And so it makes Mm -hmm. me think like, if I wouldn't, want my child to just like doom scroll or watch TV after a really long day, but I'm letting myself do that. And I'm not doing a very good job about like parenting myself into having some of those habits and things that I want to do. So yeah, I think a question I would have for you is, okay, you get to a point where you're like, I would love to build some new hobbies and I want to create that balance, quote unquote, in my life what would be the next step to deciding or even exploring like, okay, what do, what do I like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it starts with like kind of being curious about or open to your curiosities. So like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to make sushi. Okay. Well, like, could you take a sushi class? Or maybe you're open to like, I want to, I want to take a cooking class once a month or once a quarter and learn how to cook like, or different recipes. Like if you're curious about, you know, building your skills or just enjoying being in the kitchen more, are there things that you could do that would help cultivate like that as a hobby? Um, something that actually Ashley, one of my friends here in Houston, um, she was doing the, like, it's the beginning of April. So I do these like goals where I map out like what my goals are for the month. And then I put like the frequency that I want to do those goals. So like movement, journaling, date nights, um, doing no alcohol this month leading into like Paris. And she, one of hers that she like screenshot or um, she took a photo of her goals and um, I hope she's okay with me sharing this, but <laughs> um, she, she, she had like um, five circles and her goal was try new things. Oh, I love new. that. And then she, literally has like five lines underneath Mm -hmm. and she like, she already had one filled out and she tried something new this past weekend for the month of April. And I'm like, that's also a cool way to cultivate new hobbies is like, you don't know if you like it or if you want to continue doing it unless you try. Yeah. So like taking an aerial class or like baking bread, like those things do feel like a level of like, I need to be good at this out the gate. And I think that's something with hobbies, like lower, your, um, your, maybe your ego Mm -hmm. or your desire to perform. And like, really, like you said, interacting with that playful side of yourself where you're learning something new, you know, like taking pottery, you might be so good at that out the gate, but you also might not be good at it out the gate. Mm -hmm. And 
the more you develop that hobby and the more that you put time and energy into it, the better that you feel about it, the more that you want to do it. And you're like, wow, I, I made this cup. I made this saucer that this cup sits on. Yeah. And like, that's also a level of confidence comes from that. And I think when we have so much of our confidence come from our professional life and we don't have any confidence that's flowing from our relationships, that's flowing from the way we, so we take care of ourselves, that's flowing from our hobbies, like it's flowing from our identity, not just what we do for a living. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we can kind of, you know, have a sense of like brittle confidence where we put so much weight in who we are as professionals or who we are as moms or who we are as wives. And we don't necessarily build this holistic view of who we are as a person outside yes. of the roles that we play in life. And I think that's really like what hobbies help us do, you know, yeah. they kind of round out like the, the sharp corners of sometimes what our identity can feel like. Absolutely. Shout out to Ashley. I love that of like trying new things because sometimes we can hear this great, you know, content or invitation and you want to do the thing, but you don't know how to take that next step. And just trying five different things will make you like, you'll realize quickly, oh, I really enjoyed that. Like I wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed it. And I want to lean into it more and explore that. Or I absolutely hated it. We'll never do it again. <laughs> cool. Like you, you tried it at least and that's all that matters. And so I think there's a level, like you said, of letting your ego take a backseat and just be okay with not being good at things, trying new things. It's going to show you so much about yourself. I think that's another layer is yes, disconnecting yes to all of that. And you will grow so much because of it. I also think like redefining hobbies. Like it doesn't even have to be a full on activity. So yeah. for example, if you really enjoy, um, I don't know, like space and, and like just researching or history. And you're like, I really want to, this month I'm going to learn about the history of Italy. And the next month I'm going to learn about the history of France. Like amazing, find cool documentaries, find content on it, like dive into those things that it, it's like a guilty pleasure and that's perfectly okay. Or like, I really enjoy organization. To me, a hobby would be like, finding new ways to like make everything super efficient and, and it wouldn't feel so productive on my end. It would just feel like, like a, I don't know, like satisfying. If someone told me to yeah. organize their closet, like I would love to do that. <laughs> come, on, come on over, baby. Come on <laughs> <Yes>. over. <laughs> I feel that like organization to me does feel like a hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like the, again, coming down to like the physicality of it, like moving things out and cleaning things and like putting things back together. It feels very satisfying. Another hobby that I just remembered is whenever Matthew and I were renovating our first rental property. Yeah. Not for, not like first, like we have many, our only, our one and only rental property, <laughs> whenever we were renovating it, like getting my hands dirty and ripping out drywall and like painting. And there was a level researching. of felt, yeah, researching and like doing all the design work. I think the, the design felt more like a hobby and then doing the work was like, I did not like that. Um, <laughs> I just want to pick. <laughs> I just want to like pick everything out. But that was like, oh, wow, I could, I would love to do that as a hobby, like put rooms together, put color palettes together. It's so fun. So yeah. Yeah. Like what, what can you do or how can you lean into the things that you're naturally interested in or curious or just trying something new that you never would have thought you would have liked? And like, yeah, that's really cool too. 
Yeah. And then I also add to that if you are in a partnership or in a marriage also, and you live with someone like how can you find some hobbies together too? So this is like your lives also outside of your nine to five. So finding some personal hobbies and then also together, like maybe you want to try a new recipe a week together, or maybe you want to try, I don't know, doing some kind of new sport or running a marathon or, um, whatever it might be. Maybe it's even just like board games. Like you guys just get really good at board games every single week and you're just like having fun with that. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think like there's just something so magical about you deciding to not just do the same day over and over on repeat and just like, okay, go to work, work out, cook, journal, eat, repeat, like all this stuff and be like, okay, what do I actually need today? Or how can I move some things around? Or how can I do my routine a little bit different and like lead into other stuff? And the last thing I'll say is pay attention to how you respond when other people are doing certain activities, because I think a lot of times that can spark something in you. So you might be scrolling on social or a friend is like, oh, I joined a tennis, you know, club. And you're like, oh, (laughs) that kind of sounds fun. What if you have that spark of like, oh, that sounds fun, lean into it or like anything, truly any hobby. But I think those little indicators, whenever you run into them are a great place to start. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to honestly kind of journal about this topic. I feel like this conversation sparked something new in me. And I think that Astrid in 2020 leaned quite a bit into her hobbies. And then as I healed, I kind of leaned back all the way into, um, I wouldn't want to say like super productive because I would consider like travel a, a big hobby as well. But um, I'm excited to dive more into like my daily habits and just like mm-hmm. the more simplistic ones um, quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Um, l- last question before we wrap up. What is one habit or what? Dang it. Now I've got the <laughs> hobbits. hobbits. What's one hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> what is one hobby? that you have like thought of throughout this conversation that feels very, very like top of mind for you that you want to explore in the next like 30 to 60 days. I love that you brought that up because I have had a visual the entire time that we've been talking to me. It's, it's art. It's painting in a canvas. It's painting on a sketchbook and like with charcoal, with whatever it might be. I feel like my soul has deeply craved that for quite a few months now. And it's actually on my, um, vision board that I have as my background on my phone is that I want to make time to just paint. And I think that being a creative that does creative work for a living, um, having that separation of just creating just because would be really good to my soul and just blasting the music and like, I think there's an element of just wanting to create with just me. I always create with other people. And I love that space that they invite me into, but I think that, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm curious to tap into getting lost in the music, getting lost in the moment and just creating for me. So definitely mm. painting. I love that. What about you? Okay. Um, two came to mind for me. One is gardening. Like I have been talking about wanting to have a raised garden bed on our front porch for forever. And um, like, I want to have an herb garden Fun. and I want to have little like tags that say like rosemary, 
basil, thyme. Like I just, I want that. I want to grow my own lettuce. I want to be one with the earth in this box because I can't plant it. We have have, uh, turf in our, as our grass in the front yard. (laughs) So yeah, I, I want to challenge myself in that way. Try something new. I've never really done it. And my grandma and my mom are very into it and they have been my whole life. And like, I'd love to have that hobby that I can then talk to them about. Yeah. Like, Grandma, like I had to, my tomatoes are growing. Like, I don't know. I want to celebrate yes. that. It's my nan and my mom. So that's the first one. And then I think I would like Matthew and I to get into the cadence of like hosting dinner parties, hmm. like either every month or every other month, like more consistently as we are growing like our community here in in Houston and building like deeper roots. I think there's something about inviting people into your home that just feels like really special and intimate and connective and fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that would, that's something I would like to do more of. So those are my two things. Check back in, check back in, in like a month or two. And same. Yeah. (laughs) Have you painted, Astrid? <laughs> painted. <laughs> How's the oh garden coming well, along? Yeah, seriously. Let us know what hobbies you want to build. Like, we would love if you would DM us or tag us. You know, if you are sharing the pod on Insta stories, like, let us know what what hobbies you are really interested in developing or or just trying. Like, just trying something new. We would love to love to know. And thank you so much for being a part of this community with us. Like it's really, it's really meaningful and impactful to see like our listenership grow every single month, month over month, like is a, is an increase, you know, it's like an upward and to the right line of like more and more of this community coming together and, and joining over those in-between moments. And I just, I'm really excited about this topic in particular, because I think it's like, this is really the in-between, like the, the middle ground between like our personal life and our professional life. And like, how do we bring more substance and meaning and like joy to those moments? And so anyways, I'm just really glad that we're doing this and glad that you're here. You yes. specifically, Astrid, as well as the listener. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you. here and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> All of you. Oh, no, geez. I uh, forgot to mention this at the beginning, but have you checked our downloads? Mm-mm. Are we at we, 10K? Are we at 10,000? We hit 10K. Yay. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I yeah, love so that. thank you to every single person that is listening and has listened and that you've, you've shared the pod before too. We're so grateful for you. It's been almost a year of all of this and every single week the consistency has been there and just seeing the messages come through from the conversations. It's just really opened myself up to to other connections and other friendships through that and level of vulnerability that we both show up um, or show every week whenever we show up to the show. And so thank you so, so much for listening. And if you've enjoyed the pod and haven't left a review yet, we would absolutely love to have that and just hear what you're connecting with. So um, just go ahead and pop on over either on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening and rate the show. It really helps us to um, get on the 
listenership of other people as well. <laughs> and if you it helps the algorithm, the algorithm is algorithm algorithming. Algorithming. <laughs> we just like nail it at all the words today. <laughs> We're <laughs> really thriving with our vocabulary. <laughs> Are you all impressed? <laughs> you know what's okay, a little side note. On TikTok I get a little ad that says expand your vocabulary <laughs> and I get so offended oh. at it. <laughs> that's amazing. Maybe we both need to like take, take some, you know, some lessons. Maybe that's a new hobby. Yes. Words. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! All right, friends. Well, thank you again for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.